This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 2 Bixby felt less than heroic. He had always been sure that something extraordinary would happen to him one day, and he had been equally certain that when that day came he would rise to the challenge and face danger with a strong chin and a cocky grin. Now that it was happening... He wasn't quite as sure of himself, and he was dead certain that no one would raise a statue of him as he was right now, huddled in a ball, his knees pulled in tight to his chest, in a dingy crawl space on an alien spacecraft. He had raced up the gangplank and into the ship just moments ahead of the crew, and had immediately begun looking for somewhere to hide. Every chamber he discovered looked far too essential to the ship's operations, although, thank goodness, he discovered no more crew members. It seemed like this was a two-man operation— or two, whatever they were. He still hadn't seen them with their helmets off, and he didn't really want to. Finally, near the back of the ship, he had found what appeared to be a storeroom or cargo hold, and then discovered a loose grill on a ventilation shaft, and crawled in as quickly and quietly as he could. At first he was afraid that every sound he made would carry through the entire ship, but when the engines had started up, the low drone they made was like a wash of white noise that provided perfect cover. Twenty feet along the shaft, it had widened out into a small chamber with cables snaking through from every direction, and there he had stayed. That was six hours ago, and he had no idea what was supposed to happen next. He assumed that a hero would have a clear vision of the task at hand, and he tried to clear his mind and focus on that idea. To hear the crew tell it, this ship was making two more stops, possibly on other developing planets being graded for occupation, and then going to a transmission point to send in their reports. When they reached there, they would send hundreds of years' worth of observed data from orbital stations, and if the crew was right, an occupying army would be sent to Earth at once. The less whiny alien had said it would take ten days to get there. Two weeks at the most, but maybe as little as ten days. He had ten days to save the Earth! except he actually had much less. His canteen was half full, so if he rationed his water, he wouldn't die of thirst for a while. How long could he live without food? Probably not ten days. Anyway, he would get pretty weak toward the end, so if he was going to do any earth-saving, it had better start sooner rather than later. How soon? He was pretty sure there'd been something about this in the Ranger Scout handbook, but he'd never really paid a lot of attention to the wilderness survival badges, as it had seemed pretty ridiculous to think he would ever need to know any of it. He shook his head angrily. From now on, he would assume that all information was important. So, 
he was trapped on an alien spaceship, hiding from two armed soldiers with an undetermined but strictly limited number of days to save the Earth. And then what? If he defeated the aliens, could he really expect them to give him a ride home? Bixby had to face the possibility this might be a one-way trip. Perhaps the only way to succeed would be to find a way to destroy the ship with the aliens, the data, and himself on it. If that was the way it had to be, he would do it. For Earth! Bixby could feel his chin growing stronger and his gaze becoming steely, and he was really quite pleased with himself. Perhaps he was a hero after all. An access panel in the ceiling opened and a metal eye stalk thrust down into the space suddenly. Bixby screamed like a terrified ferret. The robot screamed right back at him, lowering itself into the chamber as it did so. Bixby took a quick breath and then screamed some more. The robot gave up on screaming and began to mutter to itself, picking up the translation helmet off the floor and handing it to Bixby. Bixby looked at the device in his hands and stopped screaming. The robot had showed no signs of wanting to murder him just yet, and he could always scream again later if it changed its mind. Yeah, oi, Bixby said, putting the helmet on. Would this thing even work on robot speak? The little machine seemed to whir and click a lot, but was that really a language? If so, he was about to be the first Earthman to talk to a real autonomous artificial intelligence. An electronic brain. What wonders would it... Anderson, you idiot. The robot's voice was crystal clear in his ears. What do you think you're doing here? What did you call me? Bixby said, astonished. The robot waved its various appendages in the air excitedly. I called you an idiot, you idiot. Why are you on board this ship? No, not that. Bixby said with a shake of his head. The other part. The robot looked at Bixby like he was crazy. Banderson, it said, pointing at the strip above his Ranger Scout unit badge which bore his name. B. Anderson, it said, but the stitches that made up the period were pretty much gone now, and Bixby had to admit the letters were all pretty close together. Banderson. He felt like he should explain. No, that's... Bixby's my first name, but everybody calls me Bix. Absolutely no one called him Bix, not even once, but Bixby had always wished that they would. He was in outer space, he was saving the Earth, he was almost certainly going to die, and by golly, he was going to do it all as Bix Anderson. Bix Banderson, the robot repeated. Bix shrugged. Close enough, he thought. You are in a defense force? The robot asked. I'm a what now? He frowned. Your uniform, the robot indicated with a wave. I'm a ranger scout second, Bix said automatically before catching himself. Captain, second captain. It's a rank, just above a regular captain. A little bit higher than that, but you can just call me captain. Captain Bix Banderson, Earth Ranger Scouts. Good to meet you, Captain Banderson, the robot saluted. I will repeat my question. What are you doing on this ship, you idiot? Saving the world, my metal chum. All in a day's work for a ranger scout. Bix said, trying very hard to ooze a confidence that he did not even remotely possess. How are you saving your planet by hiding in a crawl space, screaming like a Shandarian windworm? 
The robot's eyes whirred and blinked as if they were scanning Bix on every available frequency of light, which is probably exactly what was happening. This thing had never seen a human. How was it supposed to know he was only a kid? As far as the robot knew, all humans were his size. Maybe he was even particularly large and tough for an Earthman. You know what happens to my world when those two goons send in the report on Earth, don't you? Bix said, pointing his index finger in an accusing manner at the robot, who swatted Bix's hand away with his appendages. Do I know? The robot protested. Of course I know. Why do you think I adapted that neural translator for your tiny Earth brain? You want me to know what they were planning so I could save my planet. Bix said, slapping the robot's hand right back. Save your planet? Your planet is already property of the universe. There's nothing you can do about that. The robot pulled its hands back and hit at least four of them within his torso, ending the brief slap fight. I let you know what was happening so you could raise your planetary defense force and give the universe occupation squads trouble for a couple of days. Okay, Bix said, trying not to show how confused he was. Why? To get Sloth and Marxo fired, the robot said with surprisingly gleeful enthusiasm. I really hate those guys. If your ranger scouts held off the universe for even a day, there would be no end of trouble, and I would be the happiest emotionless automaton in the cosmos. Sloth and Moxo, they're the crew of the ship? The robot nodded. That's putting it kindly. They're universe force projection agents. And Jabdarks. Jabdarks? Bix asked. Is that their species? No, the robot said. It is a very specific insult that implies they are the product of an unseemly union between their fathers and a non-sentient mud toad. The translator can't handle some of the really bad swears. You're an interesting guy. Bix stopped short. I'm sorry, man. I didn't even ask your name. What? Name? I don't have a name. I'm a robot. You're a thinking... Bix struggled. Thing. Not a thing. You're a person. You should have a name. There was a pause before the robot spoke again. You think I'm a person? Of course you're a person, Bix said. You're the only person I know in outer space. Do the robots on your planet have names? The robot seemed awestruck. We don't have any robots half as awesome as you, Bix said because it was true. And they all have names anyway. I'm going to give you a name myself. I'll call you... Wait. There's harder than I thought. Don't toy with me, Bix Banderson, the robot said. No, it's just... I never named anybody before. I don't want to name you after someone else because you're you. But I just met you. Let me think about it for a while. Let's come up with a plan to save my planet and then I'll totally give you an awesome name. Save your planet, the robot protested. Your planet is meat, Banderson. It belongs to the universe now. You guys keep using universe wrong, Vic said. You say it like it's a thing or a person. The universe is everything that is and everything in it. It's too big to conquer things and rule them. No, the robot said. It's too big not to. This is your first day in the infinite void of space, Earthman. Except the fact that you don't know anything. It will help you to relax. Just imagine how much trouble Slorth and Moxa would be in if they let an entire planet slip through the clutches of the universe.
Bix said, trying to make the prospect tantalizing. The robot was quiet for a moment. All right, he said at last, pulling a computer cable from the wall and stripping the insulation from it with a pincher. But you can't go around wearing that thing on your head. You look like an idiot. Bix reached up and touched the translator unit protectively. But without this, how can I understand what anyone is saying? The robot jammed the computer cable into a port on the side of the translator just above Bix's left ear. We'll use this for what it was designed for. Rapid neural assimilation of information. I don't understand, Bix said as multiple arms folded out of the robot and began working on the computer panels in the wall and changing the settings on the device on Bix's head at the same time. I'm going to teach you to speak and understand the common language of the universe and all of its people, the robot said. Try not to bite off your own tongue. The robot's hand hovered over a large red button for an instant. Wait! Bix shouted. Is this going to hurt? The robot shrugged at least seven of its shoulders. Only a really lot, he said, pushing the button and sending Bix Banderson into a blinding spiral of agony and blackness. The following message is for podcasters only. If you are a listener and not a podcaster, you are permitted to cover your ears and say la 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 for the next 30 seconds or so. Okay. Podcasters, if you create audio drama and or comedy, you are invited to join the brand new Mutual Audio Network. Not only will your productions be showcased in a brand new Netflix-ish type of distribution, but you'll also share in resources from music to sound effects to voices to people saying la 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 la. For details, visit MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. La, 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 la. You can stop la-laing now. Well, I can't hear you. Got my ears covered. La-la.